It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Glam more, fear less. Diabetes late night. Welcome to a special Diabetes Mystery Theater radio presentation, Suspect Boulevard, starring the happy healthcare host, Mr. Divabetic, also featuring Mama Rosemarie, USA Today best-selling author Tanya Kappas, the Charlie's Angels of Outreach, featuring Patricia Addy Gentle from Atlanta, and Long Island's own Susan Wiener. Plus, we have diabetes advocate Asha Brown as Primrose Crump, Chef Robert Lewis as Nigel Lowenworth, and Divabetic Image and Style Advisor Catherine Schuler stars as Marlena Melbourne. And of course, there's me, your narrator, Divabetic Poet in Residence, Lorraine Brooks. Throughout this podcast, we will be featuring the classic film scores of Franz Waxman, courtesy of Sony Music. Tonight's story of diabetes mystery and intrigue reveals why keeping secrets is a dangerous game. So, my loyal listeners, you may ask, how did the lady in red wind up dead at the bottom of the pool on the lush estate of one of the world's most famous writers? Well, to solve this mystery, we have to step back a little bit in time when our happy healthcare host, Mr. Diva Bedick, arrives in Hollywood to deliver the keynote address at the annual Heart of the Diva Gala. That celebrity charity event focuses on diabetes and women. As always, joining him will be the Charlie's Angels of Outreach, Susan Wiener and Patricia Addy Gentle. The magnificent estate is straight out of Hollywood's Sunset Boulevard. The estate's owner, author Marjorie Melbourne Blaze, skyrocketed to fame after her first novel, A Gust of Lust. That book went on to become one of the best-selling books of all time. Soon, she will release her 22nd novel, Fires of Desire, 
and that promises to be just as romantic and thrilling as all the rest. In fact, the book looks like it will likely surpass Harper Lee's Ghosts at a Watchman as the most pre-ordered book in publishing history. So let's look in as Mr. Diva Bedick, Susan, and Patricia are promptly greeted by the author's manager, Primrose Crump, as they enter the grand foyer of the mansion. And already something looks amiss. Let's listen in. Did someone die? There was a hearse pulling up outside when we arrived. No one. A stray dog was found dead on the ground. I'm making arrangements to have the dog properly buried in our pet cemetery. The funeral director's late, that's all. Wait. You're telling me you're having a funeral for a stray dog? <laughs> Mrs. Melbourne is the world's greatest animal lover. She gets a new dog every time one of her books becomes a bestseller. We're crossing our fingers that we'll have 22 soon. I'm sure you'll get to meet them. 21 dogs. I bet they're adorable. More like a real handful. They practically knock me over whenever I try to take them for a walk. Oh, I could only imagine. I'm sorry I don't have time to give you a tour. I'm overwhelmed with the last-minute details about the outdoor tent for our pool party. We need to make sure it's secure because of the Santa Ana wind. Here, I brought your updated schedules for tomorrow's Heart of the Diva presentation. Great. I'll review it as soon as I get to my room. Susan, the boxes for your presentation are in my office. I, I should warn you that they smell pretty awful. Oh, no. My boxes are filled with salad dressings. I hope they didn't break open and spoil. Just exactly how much salad are you planning on eating this weekend, Susan? Oh, don't be silly, Max. They're for my presentation. Most people don't know that certain types of salad dressings pack a punch, almost 200 calories and 20 grams of fat per serving and tons of sugar. We're going to show them how to make it calorie-friendly, just so it doesn't have as many calories as a very heavy restaurant-sized hamburger. A hamburger? No way. Salad dressings really have that many calories? Yes, Max. When you pour your dressing right out of the bottle, it's difficult to control your portions. So you're loading up on unwanted calories and carbs. The actual serving size for salad dressing is only about two tablespoons. If your salad is browning and dressing, you're piling on fat and calories and unwanted carbohydrates, since most of them are loaded with sugar. Wow, you know, I'm guilty of pouring dressing out of the bottle myself. I wonder what we should do instead. Try choosing dressings with the shortest list of recognizable ingredients, and preferably an oil-based vinaigrette. You know what I do? I make my own dressing at home using healthy fat sources like avocado and olive oil. It really helps cut back on all that added sugar. Patricia, we moved your healthy heart presentation to the grand ballroom to accommodate a larger crowd. The room's right down the main hallway, left to the stairs right over there. The more the merrier. I want everyone to know when your heart's working overtime, all the time, you need to adjust more than just your medications to fix the problem. 
I had a patient once who thought the only way to deal with high blood pressure was by increasing her medication. Unfortunately, that proved to be wrong. Love's not the only thing that can break your heart. Hypertension can, too. Well, it looks like you two are going to be the hit of our Heart of a Diva program, along with our fabulous Master of Ceremonies, Mr. Diva Bedek, of course. Wow, the only way this weekend is going to get any better is if I win the lottery. (laughs) Well, just then, the handsome and well-dressed Nigel Lowenworth arrives at the estate. Nigel is Marjorie Melbourne Blaze's personal assistant. And it looks like he also has a surprise for Max. My, 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 what a divine vision you ladies are. So this fabulous fellow dressed in a fruit suit must be the happy healthcare host himself. Mr. Divabetic, I presume? I bet my pineapple on my lapel gave me away, huh? It did. So tell me, Mr. Divabetic. Are you in your wonderful fruit suit available tomorrow? Hmm, like around 4 p.m.? Sure, why? What's up? Well, Marjorie would like you to invite you all to an afternoon tea on the roof. What do you think about that? She'd like a chance to get to know you better before the reception. Seriously? I know I could make it. Of course I'll be there. I'd kill to meet her. That's what I was hoping you'd say. Now, before I go to make all the necessary arrangements, I thought you might enjoy a token of our appreciation for coming. Well, Nigel is giving Max a package. And by the way, Nigel is making such a fuss over it. It looks like the contents, whatever they are, must be pretty special. Oh, my gosh. This is Marjorie's new manuscript for the book, Fires of Desire. It's not even the stores yet, everybody. Wow. Thank you so much. Thank you. Wait, wait. Nigel, I thought we agreed no one could see her book before it's published. Hmm. Well, um, well, I think we can make a tiny exception for a big fan like Mr. Diva Bedek. But we talked about this. We had an agreement. Now, now, Primrose, the book is ready for its audience. Why wait? Max will keep it confidential, I'm sure. I just can't wait to hear his reaction to this new literary masterpiece. Sounds good, huh, Max? Hey, who let those bloody mutts in here? Get them away. Wow, check out the bling. Are they really diamonds on all their collars? Wow. No, I'm afraid not. But we think they're all still just as precious. Well, you certainly could have fooled me. Max, if you think those dog collars sparkle, then wait to see who just walked in. Look! Oh, my gosh. I know that face. Well, author Marjorie Melbourne Blaze's younger sister, the ambitious Emmy Award-winning actress Marlena Melbourne, 
who starred in the biggest nighttime drama of the 80s, is striking a pose for the photographers. Look at her. All eyes are transfixed on this Hollywood legend, and she's slowly descending the staircase. Oh, my goodness. She's so glamorous. I envy her ability to walk in those Jimmy Choo's. Look, she's coming our way. Yeah, and so is a guy in black. Hey, who's the silver-haired King Kong? That's her longtime driver slash bodyguard, Dutch uh, Bloodstone. Try not to get too close. Well, it looks like Dutch Bloodstone has stopped Marlena on the stairs and he's whispering something in her ear. Marlena stops and pivots, pulls out her compact, and inspects her makeup just before making her final dramatic descent. I do hate to disappoint my friends and fans. Oh, I'm so sorry, uh, Marlena, Patricia, Susan, Matt. I'd like you to meet Miss Marlena Melbourne, the award-winning actress, fashion, and beauty expert. How do you do? Thank you for joining us for my sister's little soiree. Oh, my gosh, it is such an honor. I'm your biggest fan. I think I've seen everything you've ever been in at least (laughs) twice. Oh, you're too kind. Primrose, where is Marjorie? She's resting. Now, now, what Primrose means is Marjorie's upstairs writing. Oh, see, um, then I'll step in and act as hostess. It's the least I can do for my sister. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. And thank all your diva friends for helping us raise awareness in such, for diabetes in such a fun and glamorous way. Oh, darling. Just because I'm paid to pretend like I know everything on TV doesn't mean I really do. Like everyone else here, I'm anxious to learn. As long as you have an open mind, you'll be fine. And an open heart. I disagree. In this town where everyone is overexposed, an actress must maintain her mystery. Otherwise, they stop judging you for your work, and instead they simply judge you. Well, let me tell you, Marjorie Melbourne Blaze certainly knows how to roll out the red carpet. The patio surrounding the pool has been magically transformed into a Fires of Desire-themed cocktail party, featuring several of diabetic pastry chefs' delicious, sweet, and savory appetizers. Mm, I wish I could get some myself. Now, that's what I call diabetic entertaining. Ooh la la. Everyone who's anyone in Hollywood is here. I see Patricia and Susan are taking selfies with George Clooney, lucky ladies. And I guess Max must be up on the roof enjoying tea with his idol, author Marjorie Melbourne Blaze. Uh-oh, what the heck was that? I thought I heard a big splash. Looks like someone fell into the pool. Oh, my God, 
Someone did fall into the pool. It looks like Marjorie. I, I don't know how this Primrose Clump intended for her hostess to make the grand entrance to the party, but that was sure dramatic. <gasps> well, look, she's not surfacing. Hmm. In fact, she's sinking to the bottom of the pool. Well, this doesn't look good. I wonder what could have happened. Hmm. Maybe the figure leaning over the roof's edge had something to do with it? Wait a minute. Do my eyes deceive me? Oh, no, it can't be. It can't be. Is that Max, our happy health care host? He's leaning over the roof with a gun in his hand? Oh, no. Not again. Well, you guessed it, loyal listeners. After all the chaos, the police were called, and they arrested Mr. Diva Bedick on suspicion of attempted murder. Again. The papers are all reporting that Marjorie Melbourne Blaze's death was not an accident. Apparently, she was shot in the back before falling two stories into the swimming pool. Well, let's hope Max's crackerjack team of investigators, Susan Patricia and Max's friend, mystery writer Tanya Kappas, can prove his innocence. If you remember, they did it before, but I wonder if they can possibly do it again. Our team starts their investigation in Marjorie's office, where she spent most of her days writing her books. Through the large office windows overlooking the estate, I can see what looks to be some kind of funeral service going on outside, in Marjorie's pet cemetery. It must be for that stray dog that died yesterday. Well, let's see if our team has unearthed anything yet. Are you sure it's safe to be in here? What if somebody finds us? Shh. This door's open. Besides, from here we can see <laughs> Nigel, Marlene, Dutch, and Primrose in the pet cemetery outside. Now's our chance to snoop around. How can we possibly help Max prove his innocence? We're not lawyers. We're not even detectives. We just need to do what we do with our patients. An unexpected high or low can seem like a mystery until you figure out the reason for what triggered it. We just have to look at clues and cues and investigate all the information. Listen, I write murder mysteries for a living, and nine out of ten times the first person they look at is the spouse. So let's make a list of suspects. It's going to be a long list. Tanya, remember, we're in Hollywood. She had at least four husbands. I can see why this woman was able to write so many bestsellers. There's not one paper out of place. I love it. It shouldn't be that hard to find anything suspicious. Well, this desk must be Nigel's, and it's really interesting. Nigel sure has a lot of business cards from publishers in his file, and I wonder why those aren't on Primrose's desk. She's Marjorie's manager, after all. Well, I don't need to find any evidence. I think Nigel did it. Someone that smooth could kill you as easily as he can kiss you. Well, I hate to be a spoil sport here, but I overheard the police. Nigel's got an alibi. Several women said he was helping them to their seats when Marjorie fell all the way down into the pool. Even with the alibi, you could still have an accomplice like Primrose 
or even that dog walker. They could have helped him with the murder. And remember, 99% of murders are committed because of money, love, or revenge. Look, this cabinet's jammed with overdue medical bills. There's literally months and months of unpaid bills in Marjorie's name. It's impossible to stay current with your medical paperwork when it's such a mess. Hmm. Well, if she's accumulated this much debt, then I doubt someone killed her for her money. Unless someone didn't know she had all these unpaid bills. Did Marjorie appear sick when you met her? We didn't meet her. I assumed she was too busy writing. You know, I doubt it. It doesn't look like she spent that much time writing. I'm judging that by how these desks are arranged. The carpet marks indicate that all three desks have been moved. Primrose and Nigel's desks are by the windows, while Marjorie's desk is back in the corner. Here, take a look. No one in their right mind would give up this gorgeous view. Susan, get away from the window before someone sees you. Shh, keep your voices down. Okay, so listen, if Marjorie wasn't in the lobby or in her office, then where was she? Well, these bills certainly indicate she wasn't in the best of health. Okay. Well, then, Patricia, who's responsible for paying medical bills like these after someone dies? Usually the estate. It doesn't make a difference. Before anyone gets their inheritance, they'll have to pay off all these medical bills. Which means if Marlena's her only relative, then she inherits everything, including these unpaid bills. And I bet she knew about her sister's health, so I doubt she killed her, so we can kind of cross her off the list. Do you know if she had any other family members? She was the proud mom to 21 dogs. Don't forget that. Look at all of these pictures. Well, I'm sure they didn't kill her, but goodness, those dogs are practically dripping in diamonds around their neck. It looks like her dogs and not her health were her priority. Quick, everyone, hide. Hide in the closet. Somebody's coming. That was a close call. That must have been the dog walker taking the dogs out before bed. Come on, hurry up. Let's finish searching before they come back. Our team has stepped into the closet, and it sounds like Patricia just stepped on something fragile. Here, I hope it's not too valuable. Look, it's a dog collar. You crushed the diamonds. Goodness. Oh, no. Keep your voices down. Obviously, those are fake because you cannot crush real diamonds by stepping on them. Nothing here seems to be what it appears. Okay, I've got an idea. Why don't we all just split up? You two keep looking around for an actual safe, and I'm going to go talk to the veterinarian. I have a hunch that might lead us to the murderer. Gotcha. Oh, no. It looks like Nigel Lowenworth just caught the ladies red-handed. I wonder if they can talk their way out of this one. Let's listen. Hello, ladies. What are you lovely ladies doing in here? Naughty, naughty. 
Oh, don't mind us. We're just looking for our boxes. Yeah, boxes for our presentations. Well, why would you send back boxes when the contents are rotten? You said so yourself. Oh, Nigel, you scared me half to death. Susan's boxes aren't the only thing that's rotten around here. It looks like that you were up to no good with that attractive dog walker. And that's her lipstick on your collar. And, ooh, you are covered in dog hair. I wonder if Primnart Rose knows about you two. You have quite an active imagination. You must be the mystery writer they mentioned was coming to help out Mr. Devetic. How charming. Don't worry your pretty little head about what I do after hours. My, 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 Nigel. You seem to be a very busy man. You seem to be juggling an active social life, fielding offers from publisher, and committing murder. Tisk tisk. There's no need to jump to conclusions now about Marjorie's death. We already know your friend killed Marjorie. <laughs> I wouldn't be so sure about that if I were you. We've been searching this mansion, and I think that we have found some pretty incriminating evidence. Oh, so you're admitting you were trespassing. Tiff, tiff, tiff. I can't wait to see what police think of that. Now, if you don't mind, I'll take that dog collar you're holding behind your back. Well, it looks like Nigel and the police's reprimanding of our team for trespassing and potentially tampering with evidence was cut short. It looks like the dead body of Dawn Savage, Marjorie Melbourne Blaze's dog walker, was also found on the estate. Hmm. Well, the good news is that Max was bailed out by Marlena and is going to be released shortly, so he'll be able to join the team of Sloop. But the bad news is that after our team crosses Dawn Savage's name from the list of possible suspects, they'll be back to square one. Hmm. Well, let's see if they're able to find any other leads in the mansion's gallery. The gallery features miniature paintings of all of Marjorie Melbourne Blaze's dogs. Look, look how tiny they are. Don't worry, their barks are still big. It's the picture that got small. Be serious. If the dog walker didn't kill Marjorie Melbourne Blaze, then who did? Nigel has an alibi, remember? I think Marjorie's dogs are somehow linked to this murder. The vet told me that the stray dog was poisoned by antifreeze, and it turns out that that dog wasn't even stray. And also the veterinarian told me that he found out the owner's identity by tracing the microchip that's planted between the dog's shoulder blades, and that dog belongs to his Primrose Crump. Primrose? Yes, the breeder said the dog was trained to be a diabetic and dementia alert dog. That doesn't make sense. Primrose didn't seem saved at all by the dog's death. And trained alert dogs aren't cheap. Well, maybe she didn't want anyone to know that the dog was hers. And maybe that's why she killed the dog walker to hide her secret. Let's 
be sensible, surely the dog walker of all people would know about the dog. Besides, keeping a dog like that a secret defeats the whole purpose for having one in the first place. Hmm. Well, then maybe the dog was intended for someone else like Marjorie Melbourne Blaze. Oh, my gosh. I think you're right. Earlier in the office, I noticed a glucose monitor in the top drawer of the desk and an empty prescription bottle for metformin. Hypothetically speaking, of course, if Marjorie had type 2 diabetes, she could have had dementia since research indicates that people living with type 2 diabetes are, on average, more likely to develop dementia than those without diabetes. I also read how women with diabetes are twice as likely to develop vascular dementia compared to men, so it's a strong possibility. Oh, my goodness, this is so overwhelming. How on earth do people manage those conditions? By being organized, of course. It's so crucial to help your health along, especially in Marjorie's case with diabetes and dementia. For instance, the sheer volume of medical supplies from test strips, lancets, blood glucose meters, and alcohol prep pads or glucose tablets or other sources of fast-acting carbohydrate can drive you nuts. Without organization, you're liable to misplace something you need, really need, at any given moment. Wow, I can see how being organized if someone's in with dementia, dementia would make sense. Especially when there are multiple caregivers involved. Okay, so if she had that much help, then why did she need a diabetes assist dog? Well, you see, diabetes assist dogs like the dog that died are trained to monitor smells for a specific scent related to rapidly dropping or low uh, blood sugar levels. Marjorie's memory loss most likely hindered her from knowing when she was experiencing a high or a low, so her dog was trained to alert her, usually by touching or by nudging her in a significant way. Wow, now I can see why she had so many unpaid bills. Oh, and let's not forget, most diabetes alert dogs require a significant investment, unless you're willing to learn to train your dog yourself, but that takes a lot of time, energy, and expertise. And how much money are you talking? Anywhere between 8000 to $20,000. So let me ask you, why would somebody poison a dog worth so much money if you're desperate for money. To cover his or her tracks. Okay, Patricia, why is a dog like that helpful for someone with dementia? Well, a person with dementia can't remember where things are. So their assist dog can be trained to follow commands like find the keys or the phone or find the object and bring it to them. And if someone goes for a walk and feels lost, they can lead their owner back home. Without her alert dog by her side, Marjorie might have been lost and wandered up onto the roof. But she was on the roof alone at precisely the time that she was supposed to meet our very own Max. And that wasn't a coincidence. I'm telling you, that was totally set up. And the killer must have known that Marjorie had dementia and diabetes. But she could have easily fallen into the pool all by herself. Why shoot her? 
the killer must have really hated her. Well, meanwhile, the superstar status of both sisters has turned Marjorie Melbourne Blaze's murder into front-page headlines. The reporters from all around the globe have been waiting anxiously for hours for somebody to make a statement. And it looks like uh, the door is opening and a figure dressed in black is emerging and stepping gracefully out onto the patio. Oh, it looks like her grief-stricken sister, Marlena Melbourne. This is and has been the most difficult time in my life, losing someone so dear to me, who understands me so completely. How will I go on? I must go on, though, and I must keep Marjorie Melbourne Blaze's memory alive. Yes, I've been fortunate to have such an amazing career as an actress in my life, but the greatest role I've ever played is that of sister. I promise you I will not rest until her killer is brought to justice. Wow, what an actress. Anyway, Max and Tanya tried to sneak onto the patio while Marlena was addressing the press, but I'm afraid they didn't do such a good job, and they caused quite a rocket. Jeez, I can't believe I let you talk me into coming here, Tanya. The last thing I need right now is more bad publicity. Stop, stop, no more photos. I beg you, please. Stop worrying, Max. Now remember, Marlena Melbourne posted your bail. She probably thinks that you can solve the murder. Well, I'd be the first one to happy to tell her. My money's on Nigel. He planned my meeting up on the roof with Marjorie right down to the littlest detail. I'm going to go over there right now and tell her I know who did it. Oh, no, no. You wait one minute. Hey, what the heck? Why are you stopping me? Because you're about to go over there and make a fool of yourself, Max. Listen to me. Nigel has an airtight alibi. There's no way he could have done it. Several eyewitnesses saw him on the patio when Marjorie fell into the pool. You need actual evidence before you can convict someone. I don't care. He's up to something fishy, I could tell. While I was in jail, I read Marjorie's new novel, Fires of Desire. And, frankly, it is such a dud, Tanya. It's driving me bananas. I don't know. I just feel like she didn't even write it. Maybe it was her health that got in the way or something. Hmm, well, I wasn't going to say anything, but you really hurt my feelings when you said that she was your favorite author and not me. Oh, but if Nigel's at the top of our suspect list, then Primrose might be the best person to talk to. Let's go find her. Well, it looks like Max and Tanya did, in fact, find Primrose at the horse stable. She's preparing to go ride on her prize-winning thoroughbred. But, you know, by the looks of things, I'd say Max and Tanya's interrogation of Primrose isn't going too well. Let's listen in. How dare you accuse me of murder? Well, you know, statistically speaking, Primrose, Marjorie was more likely to be killed by someone she knew rather than a stranger. But he was the one caught holding the gun. Okay, fine. Point taken. 
come on. Clearly it's obvious to everyone by now that someone was trying to frame me for the murder. And get this, I'm not going to leave here until I find out who's responsible. Yeah, so tell us this, Primrose. How come Marjorie waited so long to publish her new novel? Is it because she was sick? Get out of my way. Who are you covering up for? Is it Nigel? After all, you two are an item, aren't you? Dear, say another word about Nigel. Your accusations are insane. We don't need an amateur sleuth and her clumsy sidekick sticking their noses where they don't belong. I'm going for my ride. Hold on. Control that beast. The least you could do, Primrose, is act civilized to me. For God's sakes, we're here trying to help. Now I know. Now I know why Marlena bailed you out. She wanted to make my life miserable, just like Nigel said. Listen, if you really want to help the situation, you'd leave before anything happens to you. This is no use, Tanya. She's getting away, and there's nothing we could do to stop her. Why are you so mad? I'm frustrated because I'm more sure than ever that Primrose Crump, who's heading away, is the one who killed Marjorie Melbourne Blaze, okay? Stop right there, Max. I mean, seriously, just two minutes ago, you swore it was Nigel. Well, that was before you said he had an alibi. Look, the murderer has to be Primrose. For all we know, she killed Marjorie because she didn't want her to release a book that was a total bomb. Max, that's a total stretch. I mean, poor girl. I wonder if she knows that she's been, you know, Nigel's been unfaithful to her with that dog walker. And I don't know. Either way, Nigel's secret love life might be related to Marjorie's murder. I mean, control the money, but he controlled her heart. Oh, my gosh. I'm telling you, this is hopeless. We're never going to find out who killed Marjorie. I have no right playing detective. And not at all for dragging everybody else into this. Another murder. I should just pack up my bags and go home. You didn't drag anyone into this, Max. Listen to me. Don't you always tell your divas with diabetes to create their own entourage? Yes, I I do do that. A team effort really does make make a difference for managing your diabetes self-care. No one should do it alone. Listen, I understand that you're frustrated, but either you and Susan and me, and we're all here to help you, and trust me, we can do this together. But how, Tanya? How are we supposed to find out who killed her? Oh, Max, don't you know me better than that? I've got a plan. What? You've got a plan? Yeah, a plan to catch the killer, of course. But we better find those diamond dog collars. So, Marjorie, uh, Tanya's plan is to find the dog collar. Well, I guess the best place to start 
is in Marjorie Melbourne Blaze's bedroom suite. She's got a balcony overlooking that spectacular view of the pool. I'm... I'm closing these doors. They weren't joking about these Santa Ana winds. They're making a mess of everything in here. At first glance, I have to say her bedroom is so well organized. That's so helpful for someone with diabetes since your day begins and ends in the bedroom. Good, because the sooner we find those diamond dog collars and get out of here, the better. Marjorie must have had a siphon here somewhere. Look at all these reminders. Somebody wrote everything down for Marjorie. It's a great way to help her make sure everything gets done on time. Well, Susan, come on. Don't forget she had a staff to help her get this organized. That may be true, but remember, Max, a little organization can go a really long way. See how all Marjorie's necessary diabetes self-care supplies are right here on both nightstands. Everything's so convenient, all kept within her prime real estate reach. When she needs something, all she had to do was to reach for a drawer in her nightstand and voila! Trust me, people with diabetes know that nothing is more frustrating than having to frequently get out of bed to retrieve items. Hmm. Susan, what are all these projects on her, on top of these products? What are they on her nightstand? Well, it's important for your bedtime routine to stay the same each and every night. So by keeping your bedtime, your bedside nightstand properly stocked with all your must-have items, like your glasses for easy asset, easy access when you get up the next morning, also keeping any medications you take at night or first thing in the morning in an organized pill case can really make things so much easier. Make it a habit of taking them prescribed and on schedule by keeping them in the pill box. You'll never forget them again. Seriously, Tanya, you're knocking? This is no time to play knock-knock who's there. Oh, Max, seriously. I am looking for a wall pocket that contains a safe. There has to be a safe. Just keep digging, will you? Yeah, well, you know, I was digging around earlier, everyone online, and I found out something interesting. Marlena was offered a juicy role in a movie a few years ago, but then she was dropped suddenly from it, just like that. So what? So what? One of the producers who fired her was, get this, her own sister, Marjorie Melbourne Blaze. How's that for sisterly love? Now, that's a pretty juicy tidbit. I wonder why her sister would do such a thing. I'm going to do some fact-checking of my own while Susan wanders over to that large wall-sized bookcase. Well, I see she's eyeing a dog-eared copy of Marjorie Melbourne Blaze's first bestseller, A Gust of Lust. She must like it because she's pulling it down from the shelf. Get out of here, what? The minute Susan tugged the book, the entire bookcase opened, revealing that hidden safe that our team has been looking for. Look, I found the safe, but there's a combination lock. What should we do? Well, you should try a few numbers. Like her birth date, or her address, or the number of her dogs. 
wait, wait just a minute. Maybe, just maybe, the three products on the nightstand are the combination. Every food item relates to a number. My hunch is that she used carb counts for the combination because all of her diabetes, because of her diabetes, because it can keep your blood sugars within target range when you carb count. Well, what the heck? Let's try it. I can look up the carb amounts on the nutrition labels and get the exact number. See, this is a single serving of crackers, and it has 19 grams of carbs. Wait, wait, wait. I better write that down. But let's keep going. Tanya, what does that juice box say? I don't know. The 4.23-ounce juice box contains 17 grams of carbohydrates. And why does glucose tap thing? One glucose tablet contains four grams of carbohydrates. Wait, let's try. Tanya, read me back these numbers. Okay, 19, 17, and... Um... Darn, wait a second. We may, have, we may have to double the amount of carbs because there are actually two tablets to get the accurate carb count. A lot of people make the mistake of not checking the number of servings before they calculate carbohydrates. So use eight for the two glucose tablets instead of four grams, which would only be for one glucose tablet. Well, if that's the case, then isn't that the same rule that's going to apply for the juice box and the crackers? No, no. They're single servings, so we're all set. Okay, great. Max, try these numbers. 19, 17, and 8. Did you get it? Yeah, hold your horses. I'm so nervous. I messed up. Fine. One second. Oh, my gosh, it worked. Susan, you did it. Well, for God's sakes, I can't believe she was unable to unlock the safe using carb counts. Well, it just goes to show you that carb counting can help unlock a lot of mysteries related to diabetes. Ooh la la. Well, Susan reaching into the wall safe and she's pulling out stacks of hundreds of pages. Looks like they're tightly bound together with twine. My gosh, what could that be? Did you see the diamonds in there? No, there's just a bunch of old diaries and this binder that must be her original manuscript for Fires of Desire. Let me see that. Huh? Look, these pages are filled with gibberish. Wait a minute. This is exactly the evidence we need to prove Marjorie Melbourne Blaze didn't actually write Fires of Desire. Nigel Lowenworth did. He is so busted. That is awesome, Max. But we still have a problem. We still don't know who killed Marjorie. I found the dogs. They were locked up in one of Marjorie's closets, and they're wearing the diamond dog collars, and they're encrusted with real diamonds. Great job, Patricia. Let's keep them in here for safekeeping. It's probably the safest place they can be. For God's sakes, why? There's nothing going on here. There's nothing possibly dangerous is ever going to happen. Oh, my gosh, somebody's got a gun. 
gun. Everybody, get down. Get down. That gunshot barely missed Max, but it knocked Marjorie's gibberish-filled Fires of Desire manuscript right out of his shaky hand. Oh, my God, look, there's Nigel Lowenworth holding the gun. Where the heck did he come from? Bravo, Mr. Divabetic. I see you found her original manuscript, the one I had to nurse back to health. It's true, Marjorie didn't write a word of Fires of Desire because I did. Now, get the collars off those dogs and give me the diamonds. Marjorie must have known what a despicable man you are, Nigel, so she safeguarded the diamonds in a place no one like you would ever look, her precious dog. He doesn't even like dogs, so he didn't notice. Smart woman. But if you're just after the diamond dog collars, Nigel, then why did you kill Marjorie? She was in no condition to stop you. It was an error in judgment. What's done is done. Everything's still going to happen according to my plans. Now, stop wasting my time. You're disgusting. You're willing to do anything to succeed, even if it means breaking the law. Disgusting? That's rather harsh, don't you think? I'd like to think of myself as well. An ambitious ghostwriter. Poor, poor Primrose. You seduced her to get her along with your silly little scheme to sell fires of desires, sight unseen. She's the one who used her connections to get more money than you would ever dreamed of getting. But that's because she lied to everyone that your book was Marjorie's latest novel. Hmm. Well, correct, my dear. That book is going to make me millions, millions. I see you're as smart as you are lovely. Holy cow. That bullet narrowly missed Nigel's head. And an angry primrose crump just stepped out of the shadow, and she's holding a smoking gun. Are you hitting on her, too? Who else are you sleeping with? I'm such a fool. You never cared about me or Marjorie. No, 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 no. You're wrong, darling. I love you. Only you. (laughs) I was too blind to see that you only cared about yourself and your crazy scheme to get rich by writing that book. Primrose, trust me. Just move the gun away. Put it down. You're not thinking rational. Put the gun down. Don't listen to her, baby. Hand me the gun. I'll get rid of them while you grab the diamonds. Then we'll fly off to Paris. You'll see, now that Marjorie's gone, everything is going to work out fine, just as we planned. We're finally free. Free, my love, just the two of us. He's lying to you, Primrose. Fires of Desires is pure fraud, which is a serious crime. Nigel, you told them about the book. Nigel, how could you? You promised me we'd keep it under wraps until things settle down. Relax, relax. Those fools, well, they'll be dead in a minute. No, I don't want to be any part of this anymore. He made me do it. You've got to believe me. Her bills just kept piling up and her health kept getting worse and worse. I I couldn't think of any other way to stop the estate from going into foreclosure. So I went along with his crazy plan. 
I made a lot of bad choices, but I did it all for the right reasons. But you had to know publishing that book went on to your boss's legacy. It's a disgrace. You don't understand. Her sister was blackmailing me. She was threatening to expose the truth about the book if I told anyone that Marjorie had dementia. Can't you see? I wanted the best for Marjorie. I didn't care what happened to my reputation. I spent time with old Marjorie before she became ill, and she was as brilliant as those diamonds. Then she slowly started to fade away, and her stories just disappeared. I didn't have anything to do with the murder. Honestly, how could you kill her, Nigel, after everything she's done for you and for me? You couldn't possibly love me if you were willing to kill her. No one's going to stop me from getting what I want, including you. Well, Nigel is lunging towards Primrose. He looks like he's going to grab her. No! Another one? Oh, my God. Nigel's been shot. I'm glad I'm sitting over here where nobody can see me. Looks like our team is momentarily stunned. Primrose is shaking. I think she's in shock. And you know what? Honestly, I can't blame her. She obviously didn't even mean to shoot him. Oh, my God. What have I done? Oh, my God, what have I done? Oh, stop crying, Primrose. He's just wounded. He'll be all right. Let's call the police and tell them what we know before anything else happens. Mother, is that you? Now that's just weird. It looks like best-selling author Marjorie Melbourne Blaze. But how could that be? Didn't we just see her fall in the pool after being shot in the back just two days ago? I'll tell you, she deserves a special effects Oscar for that piece of Hollywood magic. Oh, dear, I frightened her. But I'm not Primrose's mother. I'm his. Oh, goodness. All eyes turn to the direction of a voice that should be familiar to all the listeners of Diabetes Late Night as the figure enters the room and her true identity is revealed. Mama Rosemary, is that you dressed in Marjorie's clothing? Yes, dear. You don't know how glad I am to see you. Mom, what are you doing here? Mr. Devabedic, I heard about your arrest, and I decided I better come here quick. Oh, that explains it. Oh, phew. The figure that I thought was Marjorie Melbourne Blaze is actually Mama Rose Marie. She dressed up to look like her. I swear some people will do anything to get into the movies. I couldn't resist trying on some of her clothes. This is probably the only time I'll ever get to wear a fur. But, Mom, you promised. After last year's Phantom Farms escapade, you said you'd stop getting involved. It's just, it's too dangerous. 
promises, promises, and you, you promised me grandchildren. Oh, no, not that again. Primrose just fainted. She'll be okay. Rosemarie, have you been here the whole time? Just long enough to start during my own detective work. Um, I couldn't wait for all you people to do it. I had to try on my own. That Nigel was up to no good. He tried to crack that safe, too. How do you know that? Well, because I found this stethoscope on the floor right over there. I thought it was Marjorie's nurse's. The one that was attending her before before the accident, until I discovered it was from the animal shelter. See, here's the label. Don gave it to Nigel, and he was trying to use it to open the safe. I tried too, but then I heard voices, so I stopped and I hid in the closet. Hold up a second. I think I'm seeing double. Why didn't I think about this sooner? The best way to keep a secret is to pretend like there isn't one. Huh? What he means, Tanya, is that I'm not the only one capable of pretending to be Marjorie. Her sister could easily pass for her and help cover up the book fraud. Of course. Nigel knew his writing was lousy, and that's why he enlisted Marlena's help. And since she's the actress... She could easily impersonate her sister and make everyone believe Marjorie actually wrote Fires of Desires and not Nigel. Everything was going perfect until Primrose needed some fast cash to buy the alert dog, which plunged the estate further into debt. So Marlena went ballistic, and she turned the tables on them. Then she blackmailed Primrose and Nigel for more money which is exactly why Nigel said killing Marjorie was a mistake, everybody. He was actually plotting to kill her sister. Another gunshot? Okay, now this is just overkill. Literally. What is this, anyway, an NRA convention? God, another shot has been fired into the unconscious body of Liza Lowenworth. Boy, he looks like he had a lot of enemies. But who shot him? Wait. There's a gloved hand pulling back that velvet curtain over there. I wonder who that is. That bullet was for trying to double-cross me, Nigel, you bastard. I think we all agree he had that coming. Now find the dogs and get me the jewels. Marlena, you're the mastermind behind the book fraud and the murders. You posted my bail because you wanted me to cause problems for Nigel. Far easier than you'd imagine to manipulate, you fools. You knew about Nigel's plans to kill you, so you switched places with your sister. And Marjorie happily went along with the switch. My sister's dementia didn't just rob her of her memory, it stole her anger. 
She followed Dutch to the roof's edge where she smiled down at the cameras. Then he shot her and he left her teetering just as your friend Max was arriving. What on earth could your sister have done that was so bad that made you kill her? My sister betrayed me. She sold my secrets to the world in her thinly veiled stories. Every mistake and heartbreak ended up in the pages of her books. I lost my mystery. Everyone knew who she was talking about was me, me, me. Every man I ever loved was against me because of her words. I begged her over and over again to stop, but she said it built character. Ha! Well, now it's my turn to expose her secrets, like the 30-year-old illegitimate daughter she abandoned. You mean Primrose? She's the illegitimate daughter of Marjorie gave up? She's a constant reminder of the illicit affair my sister had with my ex-husband while we were still married. She's finally going to pay for what she did. But first I need to get rid of you! Line up over there, and we'll do this the old-fashioned way, one at a time. Hoopla! Looks like it's curtains for our ragtag team of detectives. Marlena Melbourne is pointing a gun at Mama Rosemarie, and it looks like she intends to kill her, too. Oh, no, Marlena, no, no, don't do that. You should be ashamed of yourself. Look, look what you have done. You're a grown woman, and she was your sister. She's not accountable for your indiscretions. You are. Mom, stop it. Marjorie, Marlena, don't listen to her, please. I beg you, take me. Put the gun down. There once was a time in this business when I had the eyes of the whole world upon me. They loved me, but that wasn't good enough for her. Oh, no. She wanted their attention, too. So she opened the pages of my diary, and from it she created lies. Lies! Lies! Marlene is pulling back the trigger and aiming the gun right at Mama Rosemarie's head. Marlena, listen to me. Did you ever stop to consider the reason your sister told your secrets was not out of spite, but out of love. Love? (sighs) My sister was consumed with jealousy and hate. She's the reason why I left Dutch. She convinced me that my career would be ruined if anyone found out about us, because he was so much older than I. She even told my parents. They said they'd disown me if I didn't give him up. After I did, then she turned right around and eloped with him. Dutch was married to your sister? You're looking at the reason they divorced. And he's been with me ever since. I had Dutch killed on in the hopes of framing Nigel. Everyone knew they were sleeping together except poor, innocent Primrose. It was supposed to be a crime of passion. Oh, well. (sighs) Now step aside and let me take what's rightfully mine. You want the diamond dog collar. That's why you're here. Shut up. I'm rich. I'm richer than any of you fools. I've got a million dollars. The callers are just a repayment for Dutch's devotion. I came here for her diaries. Every nasty detail of my sister's secrets will be revealed. 
It's time for the world to find out exactly how cold-hearted Marjorie Melbourne Blaze really was. You talk about cold-hearted. This diva is not only deadly, she's also demented. Marlena Melbourne pushes Rosemarie aside and crosses the room. She's got a twisted smile painted on her lips, and both hands are outstretched, holding the diaries as she stands between the flapping French doors in Marjorie's bedroom. Those restless Santa Ana winds are blowing the chiffon of her dress. It's my turn to tell the truth. My dearly departed sisters, you, you, words won't bring me down any longer. Huh. The pages of Marjorie Melbourne Blaze's diary are flapping from that strong gust of the Santa Ana wind. Marlene is looking out at the pool. Oh, my God, the 21 dogs are dashing into the room, and they're heading directly towards Marlena. Get back. Get back. Get back. I'm falling. Help. Uh-oh. Marlene's trying to avoid the dogs, but she's stumbling forward, and suddenly a gust of wind knocks Marlena out the window and plunges her body headfirst into the drained pool. No. Well, they say there's two sides to every story and that the truth lies somewhere in between. But in this case, it looks like actress Marlena Melbourne's body is what's lying between our team and the rock bottom of that drained pool. Well, the good news is she looks like she died instantly. The way you stood up to Marlena Melbourne took courage. She's right, Mom. You were fearless. That vengeful woman, she didn't scare me. What really takes courage at my age is outliving your siblings and your family. No one knows how lucky they are to be young until they get old. Not even someone as glamorous as Marlena. Well... I know one thing for sure. She's definitely not ready for her close-up. And I'm always suspicious of people who don't like dogs. And now I really know why. Primrose is stirring. Wow, Patricia was right. She just fainted from the chaos, poor thing. I doubt Primrose knows about the sudden change in her future. Oh, no. She's going to go to prison for committing big-time fraud? Well, not exactly, Max. My lawyer friend in publishing did some digging around for me about Marjorie Melbourne Blaze's will, and a big chunk of the estate is going to those who truly loved her unconditionally. Now, who would that be? Her 21 dogs, of course. (laughs) And after the last dog dies, the remaining fortune will be left to the guardian to spend as she may see fit. Makes sense to me. Her dogs knew her secrets, and yet it seems they still loved Marjorie unconditionally, 
just like family. Wait a minute. I figured it out. The dog's guardian is Primrose, right? That's right, Max. It looks like you solved the mystery. And that, dear listener, is how the woman in red ended up in the bottom of the pool. She ignored the countless reasons to be grateful for the life she'd been given. Remember, before you fall prey to envy and jealousy, remind yourself again to count your blessings. We can see from this episode that things are not always as they appear, and sometimes the things we struggle with the most are invisible to others. Dementia, just like diabetes and other illnesses, may not always be obvious to others, but they are still serious conditions that have to be managed, and not managing them takes a toll on everyone. There also might be some stigma associated with having a disease, and that can cause shame that might make someone want to hide and not admit what's really going on. I've experienced that myself, but once I realized that there's really no shame or blame involved in having any illness, including diabetes, then I had the freedom to live my life without guilt or fear and fear of being judged. Today, I'm proud just to be me, even with all my imperfections. Thank you to the folks at Sony Music for their support of our efforts and for their ongoing commitment to promoting diabetes education and awareness. This is your narrator and diabetic poet-in-residence, Lorraine Brooks, and I would also like to say a big thank you to our entire cast for their wonderful Oscar-worthy performances in tonight's show. Big shout-outs go to Susan Greenberg-Wiener, Tanya Kappas, Catherine Schuler, Chef Robert Lewis, Mama Rosemarie, Patricia Addy Gentle, and last but certainly not least, our fearless leader, Mr. Debebetic himself, Max Zadek, without whose leadership and vision, this would not be possible. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Diabetes Late Night. We hope you enjoyed the show, and remember our mantra, glam more, fear less. Good night, everybody. was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.